Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Last week, we started looking at the law. Amen. Amen. And last week, we spent time just understanding what the law is. And we simply read from the Bible that the law is the word of God. Amen. Because the word of God is broken down into laws, into commands, into precepts. Amen. Into judgment. Amen. Into what? Status. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we said that there's the first five book of Moses. Or when we say the first five book, we say the first five book of Moses because it is called Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The Bible called those book Moses. Moses as well. And we said the Bible, that one is also called the law, which the specific word is Torah. So it means like a group of what? Books. Amen. So we said the law is not the Old Testament. We defined last week that the law is not what we call the New Testament. Because the word testament simply means covenant. There was an Old Testament which was the the testament or covenant of circumcision. And the new one is Christ Jesus. The only difference is first like me, I couldn't be a priest of God because I'm not a Levite. But the new covenant permits me. So it's just a way of doing things. So I, we said from the Bible that the book of Isaiah, the book of Deuteronomy, uh, Malachi has got nothing to do with the law. And we said that the whole Bible contains the laws of God. Amen. If everybody, I'm giving you homework. Uh, if you go, go and read Act chapter 7. Everybody, you, you did. Okay, the entire Act chapter 7, it was Stephen who was preaching. He preached right from Genesis. He preached Genesis to Zachariah. In Act chapter 7. Go and read it. So, the, in the Bible, the word of God is one. There's nothing like Old Testament or New Testament. Old Testament only means Old Covenant and New Covenant. And it's specific. The blood has changed now. It's the blood of Jesus. Please do you understand? Okay. So we've seen that the word of God contains law. So we asked, last week I said, if somebody says, oh, we are no more under the law. Ask him which law, which law are we no more under? Because the Bible is littered with all laws. You understand? And if somebody says, oh, this is the Old Testament, we are no more under. Let the person know that, what do you mean by the Old Testament? When you say that, the only Old Testament issue we are no more under, when it comes to testaments now, it is true Christ, by the covenant blood of Christ. I did establish it. But Genesis or Numbers is not Old Testament. It's the word of God. Just as Matthew, when Jesus was alive, Matthew didn't exist. Mark did the the book of Mark. Please, do you understand? Okay. Today, I want us to go on and look at the law. Um, Now, today, we are going to look at two main things, if the time permits us. Because um, you will see people who say we shouldn't obey the law. You understand? And when they speak like that, um, it is wrong. Amen. And sometimes you see that they make references that suggest as if what they are saying is true, that we shouldn't what, obey the law. Okay, so today we are going to read scriptures that shows us clearly that we are to obey the law. And we also read, we'll come up with maybe four or five scriptures that normally people who will say we are not meant to obey the law normally will quote then we look at it if they are right or what does it actually what means. Amen. 
Because we are in last days. And the Bible says, my people will perish for lack of knowledge. So we need the knowledge of God more than ever. You can only truly know God by his word. Because the word is his revelation. The word is Jesus himself. You can never know God by visions, by dreams. All All those things are forms of what? Communication. In fact, if you really know him by the word, you also know him by the visions. Amen. 90% of the dreams are interpreted for people. You see that make reference to the Bible. That's how my own is. Not like I intentionally, but as I'm interpreting the dream, the Lord will always show me in the Bible and I'll point it out. Amen. God, the Bible is the roadmap. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we will look at it. Amen. Yes, certain law, no law in the Bible is cancelled. Certain laws in the Bible has been what? Upgraded or updated. Amen. Because still God requires righteousness. Still God requires holiness. Still God is against sin. Amen. Still God requires blood. But the type of blood is what has changed. The way you attain your righteousness is what has what? Change, but not like the law has cancelled righteousness. You understand? So what we will do today is we look at those things. Amen. So there are five or six main areas that people normally confuse. Amen. The Lord has changed on righteousness, sin, salvation, and uh, which two again? Salvation, uh, curses. Mm-hmm. And what again? And grace. This this one areas the law has what? Change, sin, grace, f- and, and faith. These five areas, but we will take our time and look at it. And also the customs and traditions of Israel in the Bible, those ones too has changed because they are not the word of God, they are custom and tradition. But we will speak about that maybe next week. And how did we know that all this thing has changed? Only the Bible tells us what has changed. When the country of United Kingdom make a law, do we know that it is only the law that can say that the law has changed? Nobody can say the law has changed. The law about marriage, now you know it has changed. Oh, yeah, it has changed. First, now, now in this country, they said one of the laws that has changed about marriage is you have to write to your council to give you permission to marry. You have to inform them, isn't it? Sorry, the home office must give you permission before your council will allow. First, remember, you just go and register 21 days. Anytime after 21 days, you can go and marry. I'm talking about legal marriage. Why are you looking at? No. Okay, now listen. You don't know. Okay, okay. Maybe if I'm right, I'm, I should be right. Because first, if you want to marry, for example, at the council, because you know councils hold marriage. First, you just I think I think it used to be at least twenty-one days notice. Then you set your day and you go. Now, before you can marry, there's a, you have to apply to the home office to permit the two of you to marry before you can go to the council. Yeah. Sorry? I, I, that's why I'm not sure whether two... I think so, whether two British people... Or, but there's a law like that. It has changed. Find out the details for me. I can see you are shaking your head. Find it out for me right now. Amen. Yeah, but one thing for sure, it has changed. So now you cannot just go to the council and give 21 days notice and register. They would just have to make sure home office permits you to marry before. If you want your marriage to be registered no no legal if you marry even in your hall it's legal between you but to register because there are all forms of partnership but to register you understand <laughs> welcome mr henry <laughs> uh, to to register are, are you finding out for me you understand but how did we know that this law of marriage has changed. It is the same law that told us that that law has changed from being that to something else now. You understand? First, if we were going to look for the job work, 
the law was, if you can prove your NI, it is enough for the what? Company to what? Employ you. That law now is not like that. Now you have to prove your identity and also prove that you have the right to stay here. How did we know that? It is the law that said that law has changed. Amen. So the word of God is a law. So if anything has changed in it, anything that has changed, it is only the word of God that can tell you that it has changed. So if somebody say we are no more under the law, ask as I said last week, what law are you talking about? Because there are so many laws. And when he mentioned a particular law, ask him which word of God says, which law says that this law has changed. Because it's a strong scheme of Satan giving people what? Excuses. Sowing seed. Yes. Deceiving many not to obey the word of God. But your reason for not obeying the word of God will not justify you. Please, you understand. Have we found something on it? Have you found something on it? Please, what does it say? Read it briefly for I use the mic, please. Amen. Then we hit the scriptures. Amen. Mm -hmm. Use the mic. Oh. Mm. Just that bit. The home office. Or so it says that you have to give notice. Yeah. And it's twenty nine days before your ceremony. Yeah. The only change is if one of you is from outside of the UK, mm -hmm. then the both of you still have to do the notice together at the registrar office. Mm -hmm. But there is no. You don't have to go to the home office. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because somebody was in the chair was going to marry and they went and she told me that they said she has to apply to home office for home office to permit them to what? Marry. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Okay. So now we are going to look at the law. As I said, we we'll continue to look and we are coming from the angle now that the law must be obeyed. Then now we look at the popular scriptures that normally people raise up to say it means that the law shouldn't be what? Obey. And let's see what they mean or what it actually what means. So that Romans chapter 2 verse 13 to 15. So Romans chapter 2 verse 13 to 15. Now we are looking at the law, but we are only looking at it to show us that the law must be obeyed. When we say the law, what do we mean by the law? The word of God. Whether the first five books of Moses, which is called the Torah, the law, or whether Genesis or Matthew, amen, or what? First Peter, because all contains the laws of God, amen. So that is what, so the law simply means the word of God, amen, amen. the word of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. Mm -hmm. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them, and at other times even defending them. Amen. Amen. So the scripture we read right now clearly says, now we are looking at scripture that shows, say, shows that if anything we are to what, obey the law. So the scripture we read, we, we read right now says that it is those who what, do what do the, law. the law. They that, it is they that are what? Justified. Yes. So it means that the law, my mic, please, justify us. No, give me mic, that one. This is Kathy. The law, what? Justify us. Praise the Lord Jesus. It justify us. So if it justify us, then we are to obey the law. Justification is being found right before what? God. Amen. Having a right standing before God when God justify you. Please, do you understand? And he said, even those who have the law will be judged by the law. And those who did not even know the law. The law here simply means what? The word of God. Because it has laws. Will even be judged without it. 
Amen. Pray because every society, every culture you go, clearly there is what is wrong and what is right. Clearly, there is what is wrong and what is what? Right. Please, you understand. So, if the law would justify us, then you cannot say you will not what? Obey the Lord. What will what? Justify you. Please, please, you understand. If you don't obey, then what will justify you? Justification has only got to do with what? Christ. Look at the same Romans chapter 3 verse 31. Romans chapter 3 verse 31. Amen. So now we are reading scriptures to show us that we are to what? Obey the law. Amen. Or if anything, this scripture shows that we should obey the law. And the law, not like I'm saying in the Bible, the law only means the word of God. Yes, amen. You know sometimes you read the Bible and say, command, obey the command of God. It only means the word of God. Yes. You understand? Okay. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 3, verse 31. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Amen. So this one, in content, he was talking about faith. Faith. And say, so if now it's about faith, does that mean we nullify the law? And he said, no. If anything, the law rather what? Uphold what? Faith. Isn't it what he said? Yes. Amen. And he said, faith rather what? Establish what? The law. Amen. So meaning, faith has not made the law what? Void. void. Amen. Amen. He said, do we make void the law through faith? God forbid. We establish the law. Meaning, if you truly have faith, if you truly walk in faith, the law will rather be established. It means that the law rather establish faith. It means that it's impossible to have faith without the law. Do, do you get it? Are you sure you get it? It's clearly there. He said, what shall we say then? Is the, uh, sorry, say, do we then make void the Lord? Void me cancel true faith, true faith. Say, God forbid. <laughs> I think Nigerians like that. God forbid. He say, yeah, we establish the law. So faith rather establish the law. So when we say it's faith, it's faith. We know that faith is what? A doing word. What you do. And faith is come by hearing the word of God. And faith is not what you choose to do because you want to do, but what you do based on the word. So which word? And the word is also law. The law is also the word of God. So faith does not cancel the law. But if anything, say faith rather uphold, mean it keep holding the law strong in place. Please, do you get it? Okay, now look at Romans 7 verse 7. We are reading scripture that shows us that the law must be obeyed. If anything, the law is now solid than ever. Why? Because the law is the word of God. Right from Genesis to Revelation, you find the laws throughout. Last week, I showed that there are many laws because we read the Bible that says the laws, the laws Mm. keep adding S to it. Mm. Amen. Okay, continue for us. Amen. Romans chapter 7, verse 7. Mm -hmm. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would have not known what coveting really was if the law had not said, you shall not cover. Amen. So he said, is the law sin? He said, no, the law is not sin. And he went on to rather say, there was no way, no way he would have known what sin is if it wasn't the law. And he gave an example. He said there was no way he would have known what lust is and what covetousness, covetousness is without the law. So if anything, without the law, we will walk in total sin. It is the law which makes us know what is sin and what is not sin. And if God hates sin, if sin separates us from God, the Bible says, then we need the law more. Especially in this world. How will I know what is sin and what is not sin? No, how will I know? But the law 
tells me what is sin. Please, you understand. We are reading scriptures that shows us if anything, we are to obey what? The law. Amen. Now, let's read Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. These scriptures are important to help us because, listen, as I said last week, when the enemy come against you this, and you are a strong Christian or you are about to be really obedient to God, this is one of his schemes. Yeah. He will come against you with. Amen. He will come what? Against you with. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Mm-hmm. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. Mm-hmm. Continue. So, yeah. the part Amen. I'm interested in, say, does the law opposes what? The promises of God. And note the word, certainly what? Not. So the law is for all the promises of God. So it means that if you fight the law or if you say we are no more under the law, the indirect, you are saying we are no more under the promises of the law. And the promises of of God are things God promised he would do for us because you are saved. Not because you are even righteous or you are obedient. Like healing, he promised to heal us. Like fight our battles. It's his promise. I'll fight those who fight against us. And he said the law is not against these promises. Why will you fight against something that is not against your blessing? Please, you understand. So can the law be an enemy based on this scripture? Can it be something we don't need to obey? I was thinking maybe the day we do Bible studies, you bring a Bible, you buy a brand new Bible, and we mark, you open the New Testament, and I'll help you mark out all the, what we call Old Testament, the New Testament. And you see that 70% of your Bible will be gone. Yeah. 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 You see that it will be gone. Because reality, the Old Testament, what we call the Old Test, New Testament, is nothing new. It's, there's nothing new. Jesus preached that. Peter preached that. Paul preached that. It was just transferred and related into the Gentile world. That's why they have to introduce things. Because first, it was purely only in Israel as a nation. And now it was brought into the Gentile. We are the Gentile. People outside. So more things had to be added. Because we were really in the world. You understand? No, it's true. We were pagans, the Bible says. So more things has to be explained to us. And also things have to be explained to Israel to tell them now, now it has changed you. Now the Hittite can also be the true son of God, the, 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 the child of Abraham. Please, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now First Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Today we'll read scriptures because such things... It is important the scripture speak to you. Uh, Because the word of God is one. And we all have one source for the word of God, which we call the Bible. So whenever there is debate, arguing about an issue, at least one of us is not obeying the word, at least or all. That's why I always tell you that if somebody says something and is so revelational or alarming to you. Just tell him. Because that's what the Bible Please show it to me mm-hmm. in the scriptures. Not because you doubt it. You have to see it for yourself. Yes. But we don't ask that. The, the Friday, we were at Jesus' dancer campaign. A man came. Listen, a man, you know, sometimes when they came, men, when you see man, you like somebody who really, you know, yeah, a pastor, a pastor, uh-huh. and he took a book. I've forgotten the book he took. No, first he took a book and say, how much? I said, we don't sell, but you have to make a donation. And he removed two pounds and donated two pounds. You know, I want you to get. Then the moment he donated, he saw another book, the tithe. Then he took the tithe and said, do you believe in this? I said, yes, I believe in this. Then he was like, no, 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 no. This is Old Testament. We are no more under the Old Testament. I said, please, what is Old Testament? 
and he stood and said, oh, you can't say we are no more under Old Testament because Old Testament simply has got nothing to do with tithes. It simply means now it is true Christ Jesus. It means covenant, the new covenant. The Old Testament simply the Abrahamic what? Covenant, which I explained to you last week. They say, no, 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 no. But the tithes, uh, the purpose of the tithes, we don't need it anymore. I said, show me the scripture that says he was there. I said, if anything, we need the tithe now. Hebrews say now Jesus himself is the one collecting the tithe. Jesus in Matthew said that we are to pay the tithe. Then say, no, no, no. Every true Christian will give. And say, listen to what I say. Say, but you know what? As I came here, when I took the book, you say any donation. And that is good. I said, no, no, no. I was able to say any donation because people have given me their tithe. It is their tithe that has provided this. That's why I'm able to say you donate. If they didn't give tithe, there was no way I could do this. And you would donate two pounds. How much is even a newspaper? Then he was quiet. You see, I quoted scriptures. He didn't quote scripture. But we hear this and we, we carry it on. We will be deceived, which will go against us. Amen. Please read it for us. Mm -hmm. Timothy? Yes, First Timothy, please. Chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. First mm -hmm. Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Now all the scriptures we are reading, just to show us clearly from the Bible, that if or not in these scriptures make us, show us that the Bible and God is for what? The law. Whether it's a particular law or it's the entire word or the first five book of what? Moses. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 8. Mm -hmm. For we know that the law is good if one uses it properly. So it said Amen. the law is what? Good. good. If it's used properly. But the point here means that what? The law is what? Good. Of course, it's good. So why would God say we shouldn't obey what is good? Why are we no more under what is good? If it's loose what? Properly. Just like the knife. Is knife bad? The fact that people are killing people with knife, does that make knife bad? Isn't knife good? Yeah. Is car bad? The fact that it's getting accident, does it make it bad? If car is used properly, if the knife is used properly, it is good. So the law is good. Read the 9 2 for us. Amen. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, mm -hmm. for those practicing homosexuality. For slave traders and liars and perjurers. So, so Amen. in other words, saying that the law is made for sinners. Amen. It's connected to the one that we read yes. earlier on. Because if you become born again, how will you know that this is sin? Remember, for example, we say homosexuals. Do you know the number of people who have come to me at Jesus Dancer Campaign that have told me that, listen, I'm a homosexual, but I love God. And I'm a Christian. Because they don't see anything wrong with it. And they say, all we are doing is loving one another. And I have to tell them that, please, in the Bible, sexual immorality is not love. What you are doing is, the Bible calls sexual immorality. That's what the Bible calls it. And the God you love, the Bible you say you believe in, says that homosexuality is a sin. And what you call love, the Bible called perversion. So that is not love. And some are taken back. Some perhaps they know it. Some they don't know it. Because they've been taught and they've been said that is love. But I have to teach them by the law that that is not love. Love rather is patient. Not self-seeking. Love does not desire in what sin Please, do, do, we, do you understand? Without the law, how will we know what is sin? How will we know what is sin? Have lost members. Have lost members because they want to be in the choir and live in fornication, staying with men. Which have not even, 
lead, lead, lead singing, which I've told them, we can't do that. And offended. And they've left. How did I know that? Because the Bible says so. The Bible says so. So the law is what teaches us to know sin. He mentioned it without the law. So when you say we are not under the law, they are saying we can do all these things. No, that's what you are saying. You are saying we can do all these things. And are these not the things we are running away from? <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 25 to 28. Our last scripture, our last but one scripture on this. Amen. So Luke chapter 10 verse 25 to 28. They asked Jesus about salvation. Look at the answer. Please Amen. read it. Luke chapter 10 verse 25 to 28. Mm -hmm. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your strength and so with all of your mind. So note, first thing he came, yes. he said, Jesus, how do I become really saved? Amen. Where do Jesus point him to? To the law. To the law, amen. Say, what is, tell me what is written mm. in the law. Yeah. Because he, this man knows the law. And yeah. he said, oh, in the law they have written to love what? My right. neighbor as, as myself. myself and God with all my heart right. and my soul. So are you saying this is no more valid? Mm. No, if you say we are no more under the law, you are trying to say we shouldn't love our neighbor as ourselves. God, the law says yes, so. Yes. I didn't say Jesus yes. questioned the man specifically about the law. And the man said the law said, and this is written in, I think, Exodus by Moses or Genesis. Please you understand, but continue for us. Mm -hmm. And love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. He quoted the law. What Amen. did Jesus say? You've, You've answered, answered correctly. correctly. Uh -huh. Amen. Mm -hmm. Do this and you will live. Uh -huh. Amen. So Jesus was saying in order to be really saved, obey what is in the law, which says, love thy neighbor as thyself. And love the Lord thy God with all your heart. So if you say the law doesn't exist anymore, you are saying our way to salvation. Because this was a question on salvation. Please, you understand. Now, there are many scriptures, but these scriptures are few just to show us if anything we are to obey the law, that the law has not been what? Canceled. That the law... There's nothing like we are no more under the law. There is a scripture that says we are no more under the law. But the scripture said why and what he means. You look at that. You see that it was a specific thing. Yes. Yes. When you take out the law of United Kingdom, you know United Kingdom, they will tell you that the law of United Kingdom, isn't it? But they will take a big book like this and they will take like eight of those books. And they will tell you that this is business law. This is, uh, what the other one? Criminal law, isn't it? This is manufacturing law, employment law. But all that law is one. They will say the law. But under the law, there are a lot of laws. And under the lot of law, those laws also have subdivision. Like criminal law, property law specific but property law has a lot of laws do you understand criminal law has a lot of laws but all is the law that is the same way the bible is the law the bible has laws there are laws peculiar to salvation because you cannot just be saved there's a clear law that you must pass on laws peculiar to righteousness to giving to holiness to sin to curses but they are all one law, the law of God. Please, do you understand? So now we look at four, if time permits us. Uh, the target is to look at four main questions that normally, normally you hear people ask or say. And they'll say that that means we shouldn't obey the law. But I want us all to look at it and for you yourself see that does this mean we shouldn't obey the law? And to see what it actually means. So the first one is Acts chapter 15, verse 4 to 5. 
Are you getting me? So now we are looking at scriptures. Amen. That those scriptures normally, those people will quote those scriptures to say it means we are not to obey the law. Or some people to genuinely, they, they, they get confused and they mm-hmm. think that that scripture means that what? We shouldn't obey yes. the law. Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So let's look at it. There are four main areas. So I want us to look at it. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 15, verse 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders, to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. So Amen. When they came to where? Jerusalem. Are you with me? Yes. And they say, so they've been with the, they've been with the Gentiles. Yes. And they've come back. Mm-hmm. And the people of Jerusalem say, the Gentiles must be what? Circumcised, circumcised in order to keep the, the law, law of, of Moses. Moses. The law of Moses simply means the law, the first five books, the word of God. Do you know that the law of Moses is also called the word of God? Yes. Uh, is, are you sure? Moses is also called. Remember when Jesus can say, Moses wrote about me. If you believe in Moses, you will believe in me. But I want to show you one scripture. Let, let's do it. One scripture that you know that the word of God, the law is also called what? Moses, Moses, or the, the law, law of, of Moses. Moses. Luke chapter. Yes, we 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 have to do it. Amen. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, Luke chapter two, verse twenty-seven. Uh, sorry, not Luke chapter two, verse Acts chapter six, verse thirteen. Amen. Verse eleven to thirteen. Acts chapter six, verse eleven to thirteen. Okay. Amen. Acts chapter 6, verse 11 to 13. Mm -hmm. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. Mm -hmm. So they stirred up the the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified, this fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. So, no, the, the false people that they took said, they would say that Stephen was speaking against Moses. No, Moses was died thousands of years ago, was dead thousands of years ago. So, you see that when they were yes. testifying, instead of Moses, they mentioned what? The law. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. another name for the law, the first five book is Moses. When you hear Moses said, or it's written by Moses, it simply means what? The yes. first five books. So, when we go back to the Acts, they will simply say that we are to tell the Gentiles who have also believed mm-hmm. that they are to what, obey the law of Moses, Moses. In, by what? Circumcision. Do not, please, it's in, are you following? Yes. It said by what? Circumcision. Circumcision. Mm-hmm. Now read the seven for us. Amen. Amen. So the issue here that the law, the type of law that they are supposed to obey was what? Circumcision. circumcision. Did you Amen. pick it up there? Yes. Eh? Yep. That uh, it was needful to Amen. circumcise them and to command them to keep the law, law of, of what? Moses. Moses. Uh-huh. Yes. Amen. Acts chapter 15, verse 7. Mm-hmm. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. Amen. Amen. Okay, so Peter stood up and what began to speak, speak to the Gentiles. Amen. Amen. Okay, continue. Read the 10 for us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 15, 10. Mm-hmm. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? So no, they were talking about circumcision, making them believe that obey the law of circumcision. Yes. What is the law of circumcision? When you give birth to a male yes. on the eighth day, they have to circumcise him. It, it, it was, it was a, a law in Israel. Please, you understand. So, and he said, why give the Gentiles? The Gentiles simply mean people who are believers, but not Israel. Well, 
you understand? Why put a yoke, this circumcision, on their head whilst we could not what? Bear it. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, jump to the 10 for me. The reason why we are reading, I want you to follow it up. Amen. Amen. Uh, back, back to 10. Oh, we've read the 10. Yes. Jump to the 19 for me, please. Amen. Mm-hmm. It is my 19 ju- to 20. Mm-hmm. Amen. Acts 15, 19 to mm-hmm. 20. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. For so, so, sorry, go on to the twenty. Yes, twenty. Sorry. So, so from this, it look as if they say after longer deliberation, he yes. said, "No, we shouldn't put that yoke on them. We shouldn't make it difficult for them." Amen. By what? Circumcision. But we should rather write to them that they shouldn't eat what? Food, animal strangle, uh, what? Fornication. So in other words, they should turn from what? Sin by leave. But look, it looks as if they were what? Discussing it. But they don't have the right to change what? The word of God. Were they those who were discussing it? Look at the 28 to 29. You see that it wasn't them. Look at what they concluded. Uh Amen. Mm -hmm. Acts 15, 28 to 29. 29. Amen. Hallelujah. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. Mm -hmm. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Amen. Amen. So by the Holy Spirit, remember the whole scripture were Holy Spirit. So let's write to the Gentiles that they will not be burdened by circumcision. Meaning they are not now under the law to circumcise themselves because they are what? Believers now. But all they have to do is abstain from distance. So you see that the law that they were talking about that they are not to do was specific what circumcision. Please, do you follow me? Other than that, anyone who become a Christian must be circumcised. Other than that, you are still not. And remember, that was the covenant, the old covenant, or the old testament was a covenant, or a testament of circumcision. That's why Abraham and his whole household got circumcised. And everyone needs to be circumcised. But now, the Bible says by the Holy Spirit, so not by man, the same word of God, Lord, mm. is saying that now, you mm. don't need circumcision. Mm. It is saying that it's too much burden. It will make your Christianity hard. Now, you don't need it. Yes. Why don't you really need it? Because now, it's not by circumcision. It's not by the blood of Jesus. Remember, the new covenant is not of circumcision. It's by the sacrifice of the blood. So you can see that this law that we are not under is specific. Did you read tight there? Did you read it means we can fornicate there? The beginning, that's why we read the beginning. It's purely about our circumcision. Let's read the 15 verse 1. You will see that it is clearer there. Amen. Acts chapter 15, verse 1. Yeah. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers. Unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. So note, Amen. all the argument was what? Unless you are circumcised, you cannot be saved. And what we read is the 15. He's saying that you can be saved without circumcision. By means that you cannot be saved with fornication, eating meat, because say keep yourself from these things, and you will do that. So it is the debate. Everything was on circumcision. Please do you get it. Many cultures don't circumcise, but now you don't need it to be what saved. What was the five verse one? Unless you circumcise, you will not be what saved. But he's saying now you don't need it to be saved. Do you get it? So it's not like, can you say this as undo the law? No. It has just changed in salvation, connection to what? Circumcision. So read the 24, just the 24. 
the 15 24 you see what it says loud and clear amen mm. acts chapter 15 mm. verse 24 mm -hmm. we have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you troubling your minds by what they said continue 24 for me that was 24. Please continue there. Yeah, amen. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends, Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 15, 24. Then read the King James. Maybe the NIV will oh, something, amen. please. Amen. Mm. Acts chapter 15, 24. Mm. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have been troubled, have troubled you with words, subverting your soul, saying, ye must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. So he said there's no such, such command, no word. Amen. That said you must be circumcised to be what saved. That's when we read the 28, 29, that say the Holy Spirit seems is good. That you don't need to do that. So you see that the law is specific on what? Circumcision. There's nothing in this that shows that you don't need to obey Genesis or Exodus. Then we are to still. Because it was there that they do not still. It was there that they do not still. Please, you understand? Okay, let's read another one. Um, Galatians chapter 3 verse 10. Normally, those who will say that we are not supposed to obey the law, normally they will quote this scripture. So mm. I want us all to examine, does this mean we are not supposed to obey the law? Mm. Are we getting it? Yes. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Galatians chapter... So the other law that we are not supposed to obey, how did we know? It is the word of God that told, that us. told us. And you can see clearly, I didn't need to con convince you. You didn't need to get the point. You can see clearly in the word. One of one sister, <laughs> she got a ticket, a, a, a driving ticket. And I asked her how possible. She said she was being silly. <laughs> so this sister, where she was driving for, I think she was driving 30, less than 30 miles. And she got the ticket. Because she said if the, when she went, the police said, if it is, the, you are far over the speed limit, then they will give you points and all those things. You know, these days they can ask you to come and write exams. Okay, but where she was driving a year ago or before the lockdown, it used to be 30 miles. And the speed camera, you can go 31, it will not cut. But this sister, our Zoom was going like 25, but yet, well, the same road. The law has changed from 30 miles to 20 miles. And how did she know or how did we know? The same law is what said it has changed. The same signboard that I used to say 30 now said 20. So you see that the one we are saying that it has changed, it is the word that told us that it has changed. So there shouldn't be argument unless we are fighting for something else other than the word. Please, do we get it? Please continue for us. Amen. Galatians chapter 3, verse 4. 10. Chapter t uh, verse 3, chapter 10. Yeah, this Amen. is another point you hear them say. Amen. Mm. For, all, for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So normally, mm. you will see people normally quote this scripture. Yeah. To say that it means that if you are obeying the law, you are under a curse. Obviously, it's not true. But normally, you hear them because they will say it is written. Curse is anyone who does not do all things written in the book, book of, of the law. law. So I want us to read it in contents. The same Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 40. And let's see what it's saying. Let's see what it means. Amen. Because normally, they will take only this scripture. Please, do you get it? Yeah. Amen. Mm. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 14. Mm -hmm. Amen. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? 
Okay, so no, the question here is, did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the Lord or by believing what you had, which is faith? Yes. Or by faith? Please, do you understand? Mm. Okay. Mm. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it, re if it really was in vain? So again, I ask... Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all, all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says... The person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So clearly this one he was talking about salvation. Salvation to feed. So this, mm. they've received Christ. They are saved now. And now they want to start doing things yeah. of the law that we are not meant to do, like circumcision, for example. And he was saying that, how come you started well and now you want to bind yourself with what? The law. The law. And he yes. went on to say, it is true that they said anyone who doesn't obey even one of the law is cursed. But then he went on to explain, now nah, it's no more like that because Christ has become a curse. This was purely about salvation on the cross for us so that we will become the children of Abraham. So for example, to be a child of Abraham, you need to be circumcised. But now you don't need to be circumcised through Christ Jesus to become the child of what? Abraham. So why is it that like now you want to wear the Jewish cap and also talents? You know, they put it on. There, there are people who do that. Yeah, they think they have to do that, but I laugh at them. Yeah, because what they do is they don't know that their head too must come out longer here. <laughs> That's what they don't know. Are <laughs> Amen. Do you understand? So it's like now you have free one to introduce things that you've been, you don't need to, in connection to what? Salvation. And you don't need to, not because you are greater, because Christ has changed the way. Like women, any of you on, in the month, the time of the month, you couldn't be here today. But now through Christ being, because curse is anyone. Curse means when you do that thing, curse will come on you. Yeah. And because the laws of the word of God is eternal. But now that Christ, that case go to Christ on the cross. So it won't come to you. So that's why you are able to. I've seen many Christians when they are saved as they read the Bible. Maybe you love things of Israel. But they try to make it as if it is vital for salvation. Such things is what he's saying that. You don't need it. And truly, there's a curse must come. But Christ is the middle. He received all that curse. That's why he had to die on the cross. So you see that specifically, this is connected to our salvation, the law and salvation and faith. Please, do, 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 do you understand? And faith. Remember, the high priest couldn't go to even if somebody died, he couldn't go. He would defile himself. He couldn't take the garment. 
He couldn't wear the garment outside. He has to remove it. When he does that, he will attract a curse. But now we don't know all those things. We don't need all those things. Because not like there isn't curse. Because there's a middleman, which is Christ. Please, do you understand? So we can see clearly that this doesn't mean we are no more under the law. It's strictly about salvation and the curse that would have come to us. Please, do we get it? Are we following it? So you see that this is what? Specific once again. John 1 verse 4, 17. I want to introduce another one. Because normally they use this. They will say, they will say this scripture means that we are no more under the law. I know by now you all know what it means. Yes. But this is to give us what? Understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Amen. So this is another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. John 1 verse 17. Mm -hmm. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. So normally you hear them say, listen, the Bible say the law was given to Moses and grace and truth came to Christ. So we are no more under the law. We are under Moses. It's not true. Yes, the scripture we read said the law was given to Mm. Moses. And grace and truth came through Christ. But did he went on to say we are no more under the law? No, it doesn't say that. It didn't say that. It's true. The law was given to Moses. What is the law? No, what is the law that was given to Moses? Which is the first five books. It's true. But that is the word of God. It doesn't mean we shouldn't obey it or we are no more under it. Honor thy mother and thy father is in that too. Thou shalt not steal is in that too. Thou shalt not go after thy neighbor's husband is in that too. And it's then that with Christ, grace and truth came to him, which is also what? True. If he wasn't Christ, I couldn't become a priest. So that is grace, divine enablement, divine favor. You, 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 you understand? That is grace. Hey, some of us, uh, how bad you were. <laughs> Even for you to be saved. It's grace. Grace through Christ. What is Christ, uh, one of the grace through Christ? You will find a person, call him, and send the person to come and look for you. Some of you see how we were begging you or someone was begging you just to accept Christ, to come to church. <laughs> it was grace. Grace. Before Christ came, nobody read Israel. Nobody go out to look for the hater. It was Christ. From that is the grace. See, see, some of you very bad people. The moment you become born again, all of a sudden you have maybe gift of healing, or you see visions, or you prophesy. You did, did you qualify for that? That is grace. That is grace. Sometimes you are in the sin and he calls you that come and come and do this way. You are in the sin and you hear his voice. That is grace. Whilst before the grace, even the high priest has to put a bell. Least he will be stricken. But it has got nothing to say that therefore we are not under the law. And look at what Jesus himself said. Amen. Look at in connection to this Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. So, when the Bible say in John, say the law was given to Moses, it's true, Amen. but grace and truth through Christ Jesus is true, mm-hmm. but it's not condemning the law, it's not saying it means don't obey the law. Go look at what Jesus said, Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Mm-hmm. Do you not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets? I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So that Jesus himself, that the grace and truth yes. came true. He said, I have not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but I have come to fulfill it. So that statement does not mean anything. That listen, don't obey the law. Yes, there are laws that we shouldn't obey, which next week I will teach the law and custom, most of the custom and the tradition. I will show you next week. But it has got nothing to do with what we call Old Testament or Genesis 
or Malachi. It, it has got nothing to do with it. Please, do you understand? Last point, then we go. John, four, John 1 verse 7. Sorry, we just read it. James chapter... Or let's read Galatians chapter 1. Amen. Hey, we just read Galatians chapter 1. Okay, James chapter 2 verse 8 to 12. Amen. Because they normally quote these two. And when they quote this, normally they are trying to tell that this means you should not what? Obey the word, Lord. We'll look Amen. at it now. Amen. Amen. So there we go. So four, four popular scriptures. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. James chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. Mm -hmm. Amen. If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convinced and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but you do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen. Amen. So this scripture you read, many a times you see people saying that this means you should not obey the law. Because yeah. this scripture says if yeah. you obey all the law and you miss yes. one, you are in trouble. But let's look at this scripture carefully. Yes. He did not say that. Because no. before he said that, he said we are to obey every word of the law. The law means what? The word of God. Isn't it? And he said, or oh, don't you know, please follow me. So don't you know that if you are obeying 99, and you what not obeying one, you what you break the whole thing and uh, guilty. And he connected it to what hell, isn't it? Isn't it? He connected to hell. Yeah, it's clear. It doesn't mean you are not under the law. Because the law means the word of God. He's saying that listen, maybe you are in church. You are in church. You are paying tight. Eh? You come to every service. You are a Christian. You are obeying every word of God. Every word of God. 21 days fasting, you are doing it. But you are an adulterer. Even though you've broke that one, it's just like you've broken the whole word because you will not go to heaven. Why? Because adulterers will not go into heaven. So it doesn't matter that you don't steal, you don't smoke. You are an adulterer. You will not go. That's all it is saying. Let's read it again. Listen, Amen. it doesn't matter. Listen, God forbid, my neighbor, 16-year-old daughter, I give her money, I take her to school, I buy a birthday present. Is it not a good thing? Yes. If they come home, lay their prayer, not that they stay with me, everything good. If I'm sleeping with that girl, 16 years, have I done good? God forbid. All the good I've done doesn't matter. No. Because won't pimps even do that yeah. to get you to pimp you? Yeah. So that's what he's saying. There's nothing that I say it means we shouldn't obey the law. But even common sense should teach us. If he said, obey this, not obeying one, you go, then what about many? Please, please do, do we get it? Are you sure you get it? So it doesn't mean we are not obey. One brother said to me, well, I don't do that because the Bible says anyone that will break one of the law breaks all. I say it's true. It's true, just as I said. You look, look at me. I'm preaching everything, everything, and I'm a thief. I won't go. I won't go. And I, I say, oh, but I did everything. It was only the stealing. Heavy, we don't need thieves. <laughs> the, only the stealing has made many people suffer. Yeah. How many sins do you want to be doing? <laughs> Please, do you get it? So that is all that this scripture is saying. It doesn't mean what? Anything. And there are several things in the Bible that Jesus himself would say. If you obey all 
my commands. If you obey all my commands, isn't it the same thing? Isn't it the same thing? If you obey all my commands, amen. Okay, church, this morning, what am I saying? What I'm saying this morning is that the law of God, there are scriptures that clearly shows that we are to obey the laws. And I'm also saying that some of the scriptures that they quote, that means, or they try to let you know that you shouldn't obey some of the word of God as they would term it the law. Those scriptures doesn't mean that. Please, you understand. And remember that the law is the word of God. And that any law that has changed, that you are not supposed to obey, which there are many, the Bible clearly will tell you. Amen. Will tell you not to obey. For example, now, for example, if you were going to eat and you don't wash your hands, your hands, it doesn't matter whether you are eating with spoon and you begin to eat. Do you know you have sinned? Yeah, it was a law. Yeah, it was a law. You have to. Wash your hands, clean your utensils before you eat. Yeah. And it's the same God that brought about that. But the Bible says, which we'll look at it next week. The Bible says, when Jesus came, it said those were the traditions. And now it is not that which defiles you. So you don't need to. When his disciples was eating without washing the arm. So how do we know that we don't need all those things? Because the Bible has told us. You understand? But we'll look at that. Amen. So if anybody say, or if the enemy should bring a thought that you are not meant to obey the law, what is the law? The word of God. So which law am I not supposed to obey? Let the enemy show you. You understand? Or if he should say you are supposed to obey this law because he can say obey a law that we are not supposed to because that will also cripple you. Let him show you. Please, do you understand? Let him show you. So church, you've heard the word of God. Next week, I will continue. Next week, we will look at the traditions and the law. And you will see that in the Bible, there are things that are tradition. That's why God allows us to change. But it doesn't mean the Bible or the Old Testament is not what? Relevant. Amen. Lift up your voice and just begin to pray regarding the word of God that you have heard. Regarding the word of God that you have heard. Just begin to pray regarding the word of God that you have heard. Makashokoto mayandereha. Eleka bayanda brokosheketo mayandereha. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.